This is the Ed Milet Show, brought to you by Ass Kicking. Welcome back to Max Out, everybody. I'm Ed Milet. I am super pumped about today's interview because I have a very unique and special woman sitting here with me today. Yeah. This lady, by the way, she's funny too. This is why it's going to be good. But this lady is the president and chief operating officer of the WNBA's LA Sparks. Yes. And her name is Christine Simmons. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. This, this is, is exciting. It's already been good off camera. I know, so. I know. So obviously you're an executive of one of the biggest sports franchises in the world. That's mm -hmm. a pretty unbelievable achievement Thank you've had you. in your life. Thank and we're going to get to that part, but I want to go back a little bit. Sure. So, uh, because I want people to have the background. I started the show and I want to feature prominent people that are maxing out, obviously, different areas of their life. Yeah. And in your case, obviously, all of your achievements are impressive. Thank you. But also, those of you that aren't watching this, but listen to the audio, you're an African-American woman, too. Yes. And, and, and yes. that brings with it a set of dynamics that I want to discuss today, too. I love that, yeah. And so, but let's go back a little bit, because you've always been an African-American woman <laughs> or girl. So that part's been permanent, yeah, right? Yeah, But if we yeah. go back, you grew up, are you the first person to graduate college in your family? I am the first to graduate. One of my sisters did um, begin uh, college, but I, so, and the craziest part about it, Ed, is mm. that my mom is a skinny white girl from Oregon. Mm. My dad is a black man from Pensacola, Florida. Mm. In fact, he, uh, ex-Marine, um, and ex-Pomona PD. We, we were talking about 909, yeah. right, in yeah. the Empire. Yeah. So he pulls my mom over to get her number. That's how I got here today. You gotta be kidding me. No, dead serious, dead serious. Are you kidding me? No. Really? Well, okay. True story, right. true story. Okay. Um, I don't know, that might get him in trouble. But no, nonetheless, <laughs> he was a very honorable cop. I'm sure. But, um, and then, but my mom's first husband was Mexican, hmm. so I have three older half-sisters that are white and Mexican. Oh my goodness. Then um, my mom married my dad, then they divorced when I was seven, so she raised four of us on her own. Wow. And then um, it just When you just say on your own, can I ask you, so yeah. your dad was gone altogether, or was he still in your he life? He was like, he was here and there, okay. you know, um, and, it, we didn't have a very close relationship as I grew up, okay. so really it was just on mom mm. with these four crazy chicks that she was trying to raise. Wow. Um, my dad and I have since reconnected, Good. and it's been amazing, and, and I'm so grateful to have him back in my life. Yeah. Once I got to college, we kind of reconnected again. But yeah. um, so talk about United Colors of Benetton, like it my is goodness. my family. Like we don't know if we're doing tamales or gumbo <laughs> at, at Christmas. You <laughs> that know? is unbelievable. It's so your great. mom's a pretty big figure in your life. She is everything. Hmm. She's everything. She, you know. It's it's those people that you just watch them work, and they don't have to teach you what discipline is or what work ethic yeah. is. Or and like my mom, we never sat down and talked about yeah. um, working hard. You know, yeah. she raised four very strong women, and yeah. um, and so she's she's everything. She's, so she was your model in that sense from the work standpoint. Yeah, hands down. We're talking off camera about how intense you are. And by the way, you have a seven year old son. <laughs> I do, Christian. Christian. Yes. And we're talking about how intense you are sometimes with your sports. I'm just curious how personalities are made up because yeah. to become as successful as you become. You have exemplary traits about you, which yeah. we're going to talk yeah. about some of them today. But you're pretty intense. I, am, well, I mean, you were athlete, right? Yes. So, and you went mar far mm -hmm. farther in your athletic career than I did. I was a three-letter athlete in high school. Mm -hmm. So, volleyball, basketball, and track. And I think that anytime you are in athletics, mm -hmm. then that gives you an intensity. It's a drive. It's an internal competition. Like, I don't even care what you're doing. Right. I need to be better for me, right? Yeah. And so, for my intensity with my son, and again, I mentioned I'm on the board of Positive Coaching Alliance. So, yeah. I'm, we're all about making sure that they have great experiences. And so I knew that I needed to kind of take myself out. I want to make sure he had a really great experience. He has coaches to coach him. <laughs> so I'll let them do that. Right. But um, but I want him to be his best him. Yeah. Right? I want him yeah. to max out, right? Yeah, I want, of course. I know. 
Um, you know, in, in, as you talk about like reinvention, right? So I was an athlete. I had two knee surgeries in mm. high school. In uh, high school? In high knees. school, ACL oh. and MCL. Yeah. Um, so blew my knees out. So I was being scouted for volleyball. That mm. didn't work out. My grades were decent enough to get me in. Um, so I did go to UCLA. So I was pre-med there. I know. So, yeah. so this whole thing. I know. This, it's this, just, this is important though because there's a lot of people listening to this that at one point in time were chasing one dream or yep. one path in their life yeah. and then new paths have revealed themselves. So you go in there pre-med, tell me about that. I, I go in happened. pre-med and then there was this like thing where I thought I was going to model for a hot second. Like okay. I even did that. That wasn't working out. They were like, they wanted me to be so skinny. I was like, no, I like to eat too much. <laughs> I didn't, it didn't work out. And mm. so that wasn't for me. So pre-med, I wanted to help people. Mm. Um, but when we talk about like exposure and just, I didn't have a lot of exposure to what the possibilities were. So I knew doctor, lawyer. Yeah. Right. Yep. I knew at that time, I remember I had this figure in my head. If you're a doctor, you'll make a hundred thousand dollars and you'll be wealthy and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. And there's a path to get there. Yep. Right. And I was like, done. And I get to help people. Cool. Cool. All in. Um, so in my undergraduate career at UCLA, I found myself helping people a bit too much. I was in the community. I was mentoring. Mm. I was tutoring. I was doing hypertension screenings on Crenshaw Boulevard. I was wow. leading all of these student organizations. I was protesting and mm. shutting down Wilshire and Westwood um, around propositions at the time. And, and I always joke that had I maybe been studying a little bit more, it might be Dr. Simmons today <laughs> <laughs> instead of so much organizing because I didn't get into medical school. Got it. This is great to I, hear. Did I fail? Thank Again, you. For, thank quote you. unquote. Thank you for being so honest about that. So, and it took a while for me to be able to say that publicly. Like I'd be like, "Oh, I changed paths." <laughs> yeah. No. You didn't get in, no. chick. Like, come on, let's be real. You didn't get in. That's that is. I did not know that. And all the research is doing on you too. So that's really that's awesome that you're willing to share that. Yeah. So all of this monster success comes out of you not essentially getting good enough grades to get into medical school. Exactly. But at the time, I was also working at. UCLA um, after I graduated and it's in a building that happens to have a basketball court in it. And it's okay. back in the day we called it the men's gym. They changed the name now. I'm old. But um, <laughs> but the guys, the NBA guys would come in the off season mm. and play pickup ball. Yeah. Well, one of those guys happened to be Irvin Magic Johnson. Okay. And so at the time he had all of his clinics across the country mm. um, focusing on HIV and AIDS. And so I said, okay, go talk to him. You want to start clinics? You, here's magic. Go talk to him. So cool. I got the balls up to do it. And I went up and I said hello and I introduced myself. I told him what I wanted to do. And and um, and we ended up, uh, he <gasps> let me pick his brain. And it's a life-altering decision you made there. It's kind of how I'm here now. <laughs> like, My goodness. Literally. There's that one little... decision. That one, tr that one piece. That's the whole thing, isn't it? Like in your life, there's these moments. Yeah. And you get a handful of them, I think, yeah, in your life. Yeah, I agree. There's not just one. You get you, a handful. You get a handful. And you better make your move when you have that opportunity. Exactly. The whole, I mean, see, the whole direction of your, the trajectory of your entire life is altered by that decision to walk over there. And that exactly. had to be pretty damn scary, too. It was so scary. Imagine, yeah. like, I'm walking through, there's all these dudes, yeah. like, you, you, half of it, you know what it's going to be. Right, you're exactly. like, oh, here we go. But right. I was like, deal with it. Let's go. You want this? Let's go. Like, you're going to have to do it. It so, was scary. So but... this starts sort of a, just an ongoing relationship that you exactly. maintain over time. Exactly. You've always, though, I'm just listening to your story, and um, I got a really weird question, but I had no idea I was going to ask you, but I wanted to, you've always been 
kind of a leader, though, it sounds like yeah. to me. Like, if you're yeah. organizing protests, you're, yeah. you're taking it. So you're a leader. I yeah. am. I, yeah. it just, it's, it's my default. It's what I go to. It's yeah. if I see a problem, I need to fix it. I can't just sit there and watch it not be fixed. Or And then the more you do that, as I'm sure you know, then yeah. they tag you to do more. And then yeah. you keep doing more. And so, yeah. yeah. This is the question I didn't know I was going to ask you. Yeah. But I'm just listening to you, so I have to ask you this. Yeah. You ever, do you think, in your life get into politics? No. Never. No. Wouldn't be something you do. No. So you, because you're cause oriented, you're a leader, you're an unbelievable communicator, you got a total background. <laughs> now, it's something you don't think you would ever do. No, you know, I love, um, I like the, I like the power, not the fame. Mm. And the power allows you to make the impact. Mm. And I think we, we separate so much with like nonprofits, politics, and business. Yeah. And we don't have to do that so anymore, true. right? Yeah, you can you. make a ridiculous impact without having to be in politics. Mm-hmm. Your business can make a ridiculous social impact without having to be a 501c3. I really, I, the way I've led the Sparks is as more of a social entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. We can't compete, I can't compete against the Lakers, I can't compete against the Clippers. So I'm like, well, I need to stop trying to go after sports marketing dollars. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about diversity and inclusion. Let's talk about employee retention, yeah. right? And experiences for employees. Yeah. Let's talk about women's empowerment. Let me be your partner in the community mm-hmm. because we have such a great presence in the community. We're doing financial literacy programs for hundreds of kids alone with our partner, Equitrust. Yeah, and okay. it has nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, right. But, That's brilliant. But we're partners in the community because we have been there for so long, and, and especially in this time of the woman that mm-hmm. everybody's talking about, which is fantastic that women are finding their voices. But a lot of entities are like, well, how do we how do we do it? Mm-hmm. We've been doing it for 22, 23 years now, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we can give you a more authentic and yeah. organic way mm-hmm. to engage women and that's meaningful and it's not just about basketball on the court. How come you don't think, maybe they have and I don't know it, but that is that has seemed to me to be a little bit, sports are usually copycat. Yeah. Right? So, you know, the Warriors, for example, go small ball. Now everybody tried to go small ball, yeah. right? And yeah. The big leagues, if you got, you know, guys that can throw 100 miles an hour in the, in the, in the bullpen, everyone's going to have a few of those people. Yeah. Am I wrong that the spark, and I don't mean this critically of the league at all, yeah. but why, aren't, why isn't every team expanding their brand like that in the league? They're trying. They mm-hmm. are. Um, I think, you know, we have, uh, we don't quite have the budget, so people don't quite know mm-hmm. of the work that's being done. But mm-hmm. more and more at the team level, it's community first. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's we're finally, the league, and, and I think it's a little routed in um, traditionalism, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, sports is hardcore tradition. Yeah. And there are your basketball traditionalists. It's like, yeah. it's be about the basketball. It's only about the basketball mm-hmm. because these are ridiculously talented athletes, yeah. right? And I think you can do both. Mm. I think you can win championships. Which, look at this ring. Hello. Everybody watching the YouTube, are you Hello. flipping kidding me? That I is know. some. You guys, I wore that ring earlier. This league is legit. I like the. I told you sometimes the championship rings in women's sports they go with the little like yeah. that is like we want a damn championship right, right? like there's right. no doubt what that is. That's and why I, I love and that. And I very deliberately put it on a certain <laughs> do you do, finger. Do you ever so do that like if you're on an haters, airplane you like scratch the back of your yeah. head? You're like yeah. 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 But like all the haters out there, I'm like, have you seen my ring? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's not. A little, it's awesome. Little irreverent. Winning, but winning is awesome. Winning. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for the second one yeah. so I can put it on this finger. So anyway, I digress. Yeah, that thing is so heavy. You it do is. need one on the other side just to it just throw off your balance. It's amazing. My um, wife was impressed. You're walking in those heels down there. Yeah, well. the heels, yeah. the the ring. It's it's a lot, but it's okay. um, you know, and I'm so proud of the ring. I, I got to help design it, but I wanted it big because it becomes a conversation piece. Yeah. And then I get people to and like it's funny in the airport yesterday. I was coming back um, from a UC region meeting and um the tsa she was like is that a super bowl ring i was mm. like well kind of right, right. <laughs> kind 
I mean, right. it's my Super Bowl ring, but mm-hmm. it gets me to be able to start talking sure. about the league. Yeah. But to your point, um, the teams are beginning to do it. The league is finally, um, I think, in a point comfortable with saying mm. we're okay with being a cause. Mm. It doesn't take away from the basketball. Hmm. We can do both. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So you end up, I want to go back and then we're going to, because we're getting into the league and your team here in a second yeah. too. But you fascinate me. So you end up getting, a, you had some pretty good jobs before this too. So yeah. you were with NBC, Disney. Yeah. You worked in Urban and Magic's company I as did. well. Yeah. And so how do you end up, I doubt you saw yourself as a sports executive, I right? Didn't. I didn't. So how, take us through the journey. How do you end up becoming the president of, you know, and I arguably, you know, one of the biggest franchises in sports, but yeah. also in your league, I, I think, in my opinion, maybe it's because I live here, the most well-known yeah. and, and successful one yeah. in, in your sport, too. So how do you end up there? You know, it, it, business is business, right? Mm-hmm. And so whether it's the business of entertainment, whether mm-hmm. it's the business of, of joint ventures and strategic alliances, as mm-hmm. I worked um, in Irvin's offices doing those types of things, or the business of sports, I'm mm-hmm. running a business. And so um, you look at each one, you and analyze what the need is, where, mm-hmm. you know, and how you how you operate it most effectively, where the demand is, how do you create the demand, mm-hmm. um, and you, you work to grow the business. So, you know, there's always been this thread of advocacy um, in all that I do, and that's what aligned me mm-hmm. so well with working for Irvin. So when I was at Disney and NBC Universal, my role was to increase spend with diverse business owners, okay. whether they were women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, veteran-owned businesses, LGBT-owned businesses, mm-hmm. um, because if we look at the pie of money that these corporations are spending, mm-hmm. There's only 10% pretty much, that's the goal for all of those categories of businesses. So the running joke is like, okay, so you basically you're a straight white man who's able-bodied and never served in the military, and you're getting 90% of the money, right? And so there's lots, and it's not a... Just a pie, there's tons mm. of opportunity for everybody. Mm. But most importantly, you're missing out on innovation, mm-hmm. right? If the same person is coming up with the same idea because they came up from the same place that you and I did, we're not yeah. going to, you know, I'm going to have a different opportunity. I'm going to have a different uh, lens. Um, yes. And so we're going to get there wow. faster. We're going to get there better. We're going to have yeah. a different product. Wow. And, and you're leaving money on the table. So that's, yeah. yeah, it's the right thing to do, but we're talking dollars, yeah, right? right? Wow. It's dollars. I like how you said that, a different lens. I've never heard someone say it to me that way. That's yeah. Let's talk about those couple things. So you end up, how has being, let's start with a woman first. Yeah. Being a woman. How has, what are the unique things, all the ladies that are listening today and the men listening to it who interact with women because we do every single day. Yes. Right? So how has being a woman, are there there issues that I don't know about as I'm a a male, I'm a white male too, I'm a straight white male. Yeah. So. how, is that something? Do you carry that with you? Are you cognizant of it? Like, how's that? How's that operate I, in your mind? You know, I think each woman is going to be different, and mm-hmm. each leader is different. Um, I, I do. I do carry it with me because I know, and it's funny, I joke, I speak fluent chick and half fluent dude, so I can translate pretty well. But, you know, I think that one, because I may be the first in something, yeah. I'm, I am so aware of that mm. because I don't want to be the last. And it's mm-hmm. bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some women that just say, no, I'm just doing my job. I'm here. And that's that's great, too. Mm-hmm. But for me, as a woman, and specifically as a woman of color, yep. um, I know that the scrutiny is even more. They're just waiting. Unfortunately, the reality mm-hmm. is they are waiting. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't get I don't get the mulligan. 
right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get the mulligan. Yeah. Or, or the woman behind me doesn't get that mulligan mm. um, because that will be taken into account. Mm. Um, so I think that that is something that I, I, I take with me. But there are, there are strengths on both sides, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think we as women are um, a bit more detail-oriented, mm-hmm. right? We want to dot every I, we want to cross every T. Mm-hmm. Um, we have... Um, an EQ that -hmm. can be a little more um, softer to your Mm -hmm. point. Although I've had to learn to like tone down my intensity because it was funny when you're like, you're not intimidating. I'm like, wow, well, there's some people that might disagree, but. But why does a woman need to decide? Let's stay on that. Like this is where it's gonna get cool. Yeah. Because I want to ask you stuff that people are afraid to ask. Like why should a woman have to dial it down or dial it up or, but that is something a woman thinks about in business. Like you walk in a room, you're like, hey, because I'm a woman or because I'm also a minority woman. Oh yeah. Every okay. room, know your effect on a room. Okay. Now, that that can be used in any business scenario. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of what is that effect and why is it there and, and why should they have to? No, we shouldn't have to think about mm-hmm. that. The reality is that we do. Okay. And until we get to the point where we don't, then mm-hmm. I can just think of it as just a business person. Yeah. Until then, I do have to think of it as a businesswoman, as an African-American businesswoman, mm-hmm. as sometimes the youngest in the room, although that's starting not to not happen anymore. Case. I'm like, yeah. uh, I'll be 44 in December. So that's okay. I like I like it. I like the age. I'm being really honest with you. <laughs> I'm not, because I do all my research for the interviews. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. I'm dead. I thought you were about 15 years younger than that. I'll take it. No, I'm not kidding. Your presence is that of somebody probably beyond that age, yeah. obviously. But yeah. I honestly, that's what I thought. Thank you. I, did, I thought you were about 29 or 30. Wow. I'll pay okay. you later. No, that's a fact. I did. I, that's what I thought. Um, okay. But no, and, and so you have to know your effect on room. So when I am in a room where it's all men, um, then there is a different version of Christine that I'm going to bring to the table. Mm. Um, when I'm in a, a room of all women, I'm mm. going. I want, especially with the women, we have to make sure I, I feel the need to make them feel as confident mm. as I feel, mm. as um, as as brilliant as mm-hmm. I feel, mm-hmm. as beautiful as I feel mm-hmm. that day. And maybe I don't feel beautiful that day, but mm-hmm. I want them to feel How beautiful. How do you do that? Which one way of doing it's, that? It's just, it's being present with them. Yeah, you're excellent at that, by the way. Well, I mean, yeah. it's, and it, you learn, yeah. right? And you, I'm, I'm learning about mm-hmm. you and understanding you and who are you and what you're starting from that. I'm gonna get another, mm-hmm. another learning that I may not have gotten. Mm-hmm. And just when people feel like someone cares, then, I agree with you. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so there's different versions. There's different either. versions. If there's couples, mm-hmm. you want to make sure. Like, I want to make sure that I am paying my respect to your wife as I walk in this house. You and did. this is, you know, this is her home. And yeah. she is mm-hmm. the woman that's, you know, making you the man. And mm-hmm. you're the man that makes her the woman. Mm-hmm. So how, do, how does that dynamic work? Mm-hmm. So, and I think everybody has different versions of themselves, you yeah. know, depending on who they are. But it's still me. It's still you. How yeah. do you do that? So here's some hard stuff. Because I, I hear these things often. I have a lot. I have in my company. Um, uh, I think we're probably fifty percent women or okay. more. And I would guess. I'm guessing we're more than fifty percent minority in okay. my company. I, I, I think. I don't know the exact stats, but yeah. how do you have that balance between? You said earlier, like they're waiting for me to slip. Hmm. So how do you have a balance between sort of in the back of your mind? I, it's probably not some um, strategy they have. Let's catch her right. doing something. No. It's uh, a bias or a lack of understanding yeah. or an unconscious thing that people have. I want you to talk to people that are in the minority community here yeah. for a second. Yeah. I'm wondering how you navigate the balance, and this is something no one ever asks people, yeah. knowing that that's probably a truth that you're gonna deal with. Yeah. Yet, this is a hard question, but, yeah. but yet, not being so obsessed or focused on it that perhaps you um, 
begin to create some p potential yeah. scenarios yeah. that may not have existed sure. if you weren't in that. That's a really difficult thing, I would imagine. It is. It yeah. is. Um, because you, you, I think really what it is is bring your best work to the table. Right? Mm -hmm. Bring your A game. Yeah. Right? If you're bringing your A game, and then we know as just overachievers that mm -hmm. want to max out on everything, mm -hmm. then you're going to over prepare. Yeah. Regardless of your background, you're going to over prepare. Mm -hmm. You're going to over research. You're going to, yeah. Irvin used to be like, you, okay, you, you're prepared. You got it. Yeah. Like he used to joke about how mm -hmm. much, because I always want to, um, I, I may not always be the smartest person in the room, but no one's going to outwork me. Yeah. Right? So if I'm doing that and I'm bringing my best, my best game to the table, then. I can just be confident that I know I let it all all out on the table mm -hmm. and and I can be aware and know that I can't do a half ass job. Yeah. Right? So if you're just aware that you cannot mm -hmm. do a half ass job, you can't coast. Mm -hmm. But then again, you then you quickly become the person who doesn't want to anyway. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and, and then that just breeds winners regardless. Mm. Really good. That's really, really good because some of the business people I coach, obviously, are yeah. minority business people, and I tell them about those opportunities that come along. I know, yeah. I know for sure this: you're going to have fewer. Yeah. So you better take advantage of the ones that come your way. Any other dynamics you would say if you're giving advice to somebody right now who's yeah. in the business community, who's a let's just go all the way. Yeah. I was watching an interview yesterday with Serena Williams. Yeah. And she recently had that issue at the U.S. Open that you mm -hmm. saw where she was upset with the official. Yeah. I thought the official overreached in how he penalized her. Some people thought that her behavior was totally right. inappropriate. The first time I heard Serena talk about it, I was interested because she said, I don't get the same uh, leeway, if you will, as a man would being a woman. Yeah. That's the first thing she said. She said that several times. The interview I saw yesterday, she took it a step further. And she said, um, I don't get the same leeway as a woman. And I really don't get the same leeway as an African-American woman yeah. in that regard, too. Yeah. If you were speaking to the women that are listening to this, yeah. that are Asian-Americans, African-Americans, yeah. Latino-Americans, whatever it might be, what, would you, what advice would you give them for navigating that landscape? You know, I think it's a matter of um, uh, one, building allies. You have mm. to build allies, um, both in your communities and mm. in these intersectionalities that we have, right? Mm. I mean, we're talking gender, we're talking ethnic background, we could be talking sexuality, we could be mm. talking socioeconomic level, right? But mm. wherever that is, so build those allies there so you have a safe space um, to help figure out these problems and people that understand them. Mm. Um, there's going to be things that um, we can help navigate because I've been there mm -hmm. um, and kind of help you through and translate, mm -hmm. right? Because if I'm going to be the only chick in the room of all these dudes mm -hmm. and I'm the one at the cigar club all the time, <laughs> like I can, I can translate. I'm like, okay, ladies, this is what's happened. This is what they meant. Let me translated and then they're like oh okay mm -hmm. got it and same thing with the dudes I'm like this is what she said and this is why she said it and this is because she was feeling this you know mm -hmm. what I mean so one build those allies within your community but within also externally as well outside okay. of your communities mm -hmm. um, and also externally from the company too okay um, you want to have just as many allies inside as you do outside right. um, you know you want to make sure that people outside understand your work mm -hmm. we as women tend not to brag Mm -hmm. about what we do. That's true. We don't. Yeah. We're not going to be like, oh, look what I did. Look what I did. It's true. Right? We, we expect if I put in the work that mm -hmm. you're going to recognize it. Are you cognizant of being great at relating? I know the different versions of you, but I've already observed you. So you're great, at, you're great at interacting. People that we both know have told me this, and then you're great at interacting with men. You're great at interacting <laughs> with women. You're good at, you. So are, is that something you're very conscious of is almost... Um, 
I guess, knowing who you're with when you communicate. Because really, everything to me is sales. And to yeah. some extent, you're selling yourself. You're selling yeah. them on taking a particular action. You're selling the franchise. Yeah. So are you cognizant of that version, but also just meeting them where they are, I guess is the way I'd say I think it. it's the meeting them where they are. Because mm. I, um, it's funny, one of my, my dear friends and mentors was like, I was telling him, I don't like sales. Mm-hmm. But I've been in business development roles like most of yeah. my career, right? Yeah. And I hate sales. And he's like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? You, mm-hmm. You're selling all the time, to your right. point. Yeah. And so when I when I can um, be authentic and when mm-hmm. I can speak passionately about something yes. and then meet someone where they are and understand who they are and what their goal is, mm-hmm. then I can relate. Mm-hmm. Then I got, okay, now I got it. Yeah. Okay. But like if I don't know you, I don't do my research on you, yeah. I'm not passionate about what we're talking about, yeah. it's, and, I, and I don't think it's going to be a win-win for either of us. If mm-hmm. I research and I'm like, you know, this isn't even a good deal for you. Let's yeah. not. Then yeah. then I cannot do that. Yeah. So, so yeah, I am. I, that is one of, I, it's, it's, see, uncomfortable. That's one of my strengths. It I is, am, and you got uncomfortable saying it was one of your strengths. You did yeah. it earlier, too. Yeah. The other thing you do is, and I know this, this isn't a Magic Johnson thing, but you both seem to do it a lot, mm-hmm. you smile a lot. <laughs> No, 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 I'm serious. How did you not smile? Look at this gorgeous well, view on so a Friday the, afternoon to, with great people. Is that because you're here or is that something you do a lot? I'm serious. Is that something you I do? I do a lot. Okay. And I think that that's, that may seem like a really small thing. Yeah. But for people listening to this, like I have some deficiencies too. They're different than obviously what you would deal with. My deficiencies are... I have a look about me that's really intense. Tense, I've yes. got this really deep voice. Yes. I would consider myself to be an acquired taste, unless you know me, right? right. But after a while, you're like, oh, he actually is a decent person. You know? And you, you know, and your build is so like waif-like, and right. I mean, so meek. <laughs> right. That's not intimidating right. at all. Right. And but so one of the things that some of my mentors told me earlier that I forget often. This may seem like a really basic thing. Yeah. But like, dude, smile. Yeah. Yeah. Like smile, like tell your face you're excited to be right, here. Right. And that's just, that's like a really small thing. That's what I, right when I met you, I'm like, hi. I'm like, why am I smiling so much? Because she's smiling so much. It just changes everything. <laughs> I'm like, dead serious. It does. You know, it's funny. Like I, there was, there used to be times and of course, you know, in your boss, when you're yeah. with bosses, you, there's sometimes you don't see eye to eye and, and Irvin would have been in a bad mood. And I was like, you know what? I, and most people, because he can, when mm-hmm. he's, when, you know, when we're intense mm-hmm. and we're bosses and we have to make big decisions and, mm-hmm. you know, you're not happy about it sure. and a lot of other you know peers and colleagues would go in and they're like oh he's in a bad mood yeah I every time I go in same way hey Erwin yep. hey it's sir Hi. <laughs> nope nope bring it in right. okay yeah I know we gotta talk about this right. and then everybody just like changes he yeah. just I mean why not yeah yeah by the way for the video people you're all seeing this like she lights the room up what have you yeah. learned from working with Magic Johnson oh never stop learning hmm Never stop pushing. What's a skill he has that most people would not know about behind the scenes? Something. Oh, behind the scenes. Good question. Huh? Just yeah, I mean, because because he's he shares a lot about about his process, but the um, discipline. Like really? he works out every morning still to this day, really? four or five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, just the discipline with which he researches everything that he's doing mm-hmm. and and and, and um, gets his key people to provide that information. Mm-hmm. He dives deep, you know, in the beginning and just really makes sure that he understands that deal mm-hmm. um, and just is just really intense in his preparation and his studying of it. He? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. Are you, uh, he's a mentor then? He is, for, for sure. You? Okay. Yeah, kind of still a boss too. Still boss. <laughs> still boss. Boss One of the bosses. I mean, it's obviously, you know, those of you, Magic's speaking to my company in a few weeks and okay. one of the reasons I asked him to come in was because 
I don't care if if you add math, just the math. Yeah. He's one of the most successful men in the country. Yes. And so you're getting mentored to been up close to one of the most successful men in the country. Yeah. And the thing is that I love about him is he's relentless. In other words, mm -hmm. you can't buy his will to win. You couldn't mm -hmm. buy him with championships. You mm -hmm. couldn't buy his will to win when he got sick. You mm -hmm. couldn't buy his will to win with a bunch of money. You can't buy his will to win with accolades. Yeah. The Dodgers, the Sparks, the Lakers. It's yeah. like he just keeps going. He's yeah. relentless and yeah. I, I admire that. So let's talk about the job for me. Yeah. Because yeah. this is a big job and um, your partner, I guess I call her your partner, the CEO of the team, is also an African-American woman, correct? The GM, yes. The GM, yeah. correct? And yeah. So she handles more of the player She's stuff. She's everything on the court. She's EVP and, and GM, and then I'm everything off the court, all business operations. And her name is? Penny Toller. Okay. Penny and not Penny. only is she a basketball genius as it relates to putting a team together, she was the first woman to ever score a basket when the league started as a spark. Get so out. talk about legacy. Like, Get out, yeah, really? Yeah, she's phenomenal. So... That's awesome. So the two of you are sort of the, the duo on both sides of the, the operation here. Yeah. And so your job is to grow the brand to some extent, exactly. correct? So exactly. let's talk about some of the things you did because this applies to all other businesses. We talked a little bit on it yeah. as well, but yeah. one of the things you focus on is women's empowerment too. Yep. So that's actually on the other side of your yeah. ring, on yeah. the inside of that thing, is the logo. Yeah, and it's our We Are Women logo. That is so cool. And so tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, so um, it's a funny story. So go back to... Irvin's will to win and, and, um, and the people he hires, so a gentleman whom um, I also report to, Eric Colomies, are on a board of governors. I, um, first season, I was an executive on loan, and so I was just kind of helping out. And then, um, then, then I guess I thought I did, I guess I did an okay job again. The there job, you go right? again. Congratulations, right. you got the job. Now, go break an attendance record. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I just right. got the job. Right. Like, are you right. kidding me? Like, we, we barely have an office. We were yeah. working the first season out of Irvin's conference room. Okay. The entire organization. But anyway, so we knew it had to be bigger than basketball. Mm. And so um, a woman on my team at the time, she and I just kept putting our heads together. And right around that time, there was um, some instances of domestic violence in sports. Mm. That was when it, a lot of it started to happen. Okay. Um, and so we were like, okay, um, let's really just kind of just bring it around women's empowerment in general. And But not just around sports. You know, mm. there was some fantastic things that women are doing in the greater L.A. area mm. that we can highlight along the way but really it came down to economic empowerment and the mm. power of a woman's dollar right mm. and the power of products and services mm. and a league geared mm. and powered by women yes right yes so how do I fill Staples Center not just because I'm giving out tickets for free no I want people to pay the dollar the right. ten whole dollars right. that it takes to get a, a nosebleed seat We're does everybody hear that by the way it's yeah. such a great it's, value this league ridiculous. all the seats are but go they, ahead they go are ahead. like we're really like you can take a family of four in the hundreds in the lower bowl and yes. still eat and see some amazing flipping athletes everybody ridiculous. like amazing ridiculous athletes every yeah. every guy is like dang these girls can ball like well, here's the thing for me not to interrupt you but I can tell yeah. you I actually think the brand of basketball is more interesting because it's not just like ISO ball. And I don't yeah. mean they're critical of the NBA. I love the NBA. Yeah, I love it's the exciting. NBA. These ladies share the basketball. They do. They can shoot. They can score. Their yeah. handles are unbelievable. Like, the defense it, is, it, is it, like, it's fundamental basketball that's right. at its best. That's exactly right. Team ball. That's exactly That's right. It's such a great brand of basketball. In yeah. fact, if you have a young person who wants to learn to play basketball, I would argue watching the WNBA fundamentally 
would yeah. be the better league for them to be totally studying up agree. close. So yep. many of our coaches bring their teams for that reason, boys Do and they? girls. Do yeah. They? Okay. So, um, so back to We Are Women. Mm. So we created the We Are Women campaign. We launch it every year, mm. and the goal is to sell at Staples Center, but it's also to highlight the great work that women are doing in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, one woman, she, um, in fact, English was her second language, but she um, served the seniors in her community and would go and provide meals for them mm. in Maywood. And mm. so um, she was nominated. So we got to go and tell the story of the work that she's doing. Mm. Um, so there were all of these different pieces that women are doing in the community that are yes. just lifting all of us up. Wow. Um, and so we get to tell their stories mm. and celebrate uh, celebrate them on court. And then we do a woman of the year. And then last year we did a man of the year because it's important. We got to, it's not just about empowering women. It's also about enlightening men as to what women can do too. Ooh. Empowering women, enlightening men. Yeah. Hopefully, that's what we're doing today. Yeah, exactly. That's hopefully what we're doing today. And so, you know, you're. That, by the way, what you've really done is you just expanded what the brand is, and everybody listens that has any business. I don't care if you're a trainer in a gym, you own a dry cleaners. Yep. These same business principles apply to you too. How can you get more involved in the community? How can you expand the brand? How can you begin to affect people in ways that seem not directed to profit, but inevitably it do is. drive profit? It is my go-to-market right. strategy. Hmm. I am gaining market share. Hmm. Period. So mm-hmm. the time and money and resources spent on converting a hardcore NBA fan mm-hmm. versus the time and money to create new Sparks fans. I don't have to create a basketball fan, but I can create a Sparks fan. Ooh. So a woman who may not, or even a man who may not necessarily be a fan of basketball, mm-hmm. can come and enjoy themselves and have a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. And now they're a Sparks fan, right? Um, that mom, like me, is if I have to watch Pokemon one more time, <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. Right. But me and my son can have a great time at the game, right? Gosh. Socially conscious millennials who mm. want to want a, a deeper reason for the money they're spending while they're looking really, really cool courtside, yeah, right? Right. Those are the folks I'm focused on. So we've increased market share. We're leading the lead in, league in ticket sales. We're leading the league in attendance. Congratulations. Thank you. That's brilliant. And it's like the, one of the things I wanted to have you on here was this point right here. I think that compared to the other teams I know in the league, and I know we're not doing that, you can't speak to this. You've expanded what the brand is and what it means to people. And that's not easy to do when something is new. Even though the league's been around a while, it's not like the Lakers brand that's been around forever. So what's the hardest part of your job? Oh, um... There's, there's lots. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you still run into those that you, you have to sell on what women can do mm-hmm. and what they should be doing. And like right now there's a big debate about lowering the rims so women can dunk better or whatever. Oh, is there? Yeah. Okay. And it's really the, the, the fan who doesn't really understand our game, right? We talked mm-hmm. about it being more elegant. Being mm-hmm. a, it's, it's a different style of basketball mm-hmm. and it's Phenomenal. Yes. We don't have to lower the rim to appease you. To we're not trying to be the female NBA. That's not what who we are. Who we want to be. Okay. Yeah. We're we have our own sport. We have our own game. It's globally recognized. Yeah. You can. You'll be okay. What's the best part of your job? Um, the impact. The mm-hmm. the 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 young girl who now knows that she could either be a professional athlete on the biggest stage in the biggest city Mm. she could run a team hell she could own a team if Mm. she wanted to Mm. um and because i didn't have that i Mm. didn't know that right Mm. so as you talk about going back to your childhood and and how those pieces like just that one conversation i may have with that one young lady who said wow i didn't know that this was a job or that women could do that or whatever and then and then the other part is being able to see these women live out their dreams these beautiful 
um, humans that they are, these complex global athletes. They are MVPs. They are um, champions. They are Olympians. They are all of this. And they're still having to fight to live their dream here domestically. And they're at the top of their game. And mm-hmm. so when we when we won this championship, it was the first time that anyone on the team had won, but for Penny, she was the only one. Mm-hmm. She has two uh, previously, so now she has three. Um, and, and to be able to see the players and yeah. the exuberance and just that, I still get goosebumps. You can see it on yeah, your face. It's just, it's yeah, the stories of these ladies is, is um, it's remarkable. I feel like the league itself and, and your team, particularly if it was a stock, it's a buy. Yeah. I just feel like there's this major yes. growth that can come to the league, that can come to people as they become more aware of. And I think part of it is the stories of the ladies as well. Yeah. Um, and I wanted you here today for something that you just said too. There's somebody watching this. There's a young woman somewhere who is seeing someone who looks like her, yeah. who's achieving. One of the great things about social media and what could be one of the great things in society today, if we could finally find a way to come together as a society, yeah. is to begin to show the diversity of all the people that are winning, that yes. all the people are successful. I pray for a day that when my granddaughter's coming up, that she it's it's a foregone conclusion in exactly. people's minds that that's the case. And exactly. so you're very humble about that. it, but you are you're pioneering a path that's really of this generation, one of the first people doing it, yeah. right? Hopefully someday that'll be different. But one of the other paths that you navigate, I want to ask you about. This has been so good, by Thank the way, because we've covered in so many good things. But one of the other things that you do is you're balancing being a single mother yes. and an executive and being busy. What is your what? How do you do that? And what is a is there a typical day and like, like, given I, so yeah. people go, well, I want to be the president of a big organization sure. or I want to run take? something. Do you? Yeah. Because this is what the schedule will look like. This yeah. is what you'll be doing every single day. So give someone a flavor. Because yeah. the glamour is I'm the president. The glamour <laughs> right. is I have this ring. Right. I have this influence. Yeah. I get to work with magic. I have this incredible prestige and title. Yeah. All this influence, all that. And then there's like the stuff. The grind, right? right? So what's that look like? What's the grind look you like? You know, and it's funny because you, you have to, I think, highly competitive people and those who have achieved some success mm. aren't in love with the glamour. They're in mm. love with the grind. Oh, right? So and I think it's like you know I love crunching out like creating that new partnership deck that I where I'm gonna come and I'm gonna be like okay this is why we need to partner together um, because I'm gonna create this and the custom thing for that and we're gonna activate this and we're gonna end that part so I am literally the one putting together coming up there's I have a fantastic team as well but we create these opportunities for a holistic partnership that touch every aspect of our department so whether you know your name is in lights and staple center for your company whether your employees are coming with as ticket holders whether we're activating in the community, whether we're doing something on social, whether we have a player representing your organization, what all of those ideas have to come. So we have to come in and create those. Then you got to create the the deck to be able to you know sell that. Then you got to go to the meeting and sell it. And then and then I got to you know come and do fantastic interviews so I can spread the word. And yeah. then um, you know and then there's the audits and the payroll and the so you know I am the president, but operating officer means. I've literally been doing budgets and payroll and we uh, finished an audit, going to start another one and all of that kind of stuff. So um, it's, it is a grind. And it, but again, I love it. You do? You I do. Like, I love so it. are you, are you uh, a wake up early person? Are you, uh, are you a, a routine person? I'm a stay up really late person. Okay. And then I get up somewhat early. You do? How much sleep do Probably about four hours. What, what? Yeah. Okay. So you just said it like it's normal. Just that's, so not, you know. that's not. Well, no. I, for you and I, it is. Okay. All but right. I wrote this in my book, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And I have this theory that it's 
we probably both should get more sleep. But, yes. But I do have this theory that it is the quality of the sleep you get beyond just the time. Agreed. But there's a line there. But did you just hear what she did? You just, it's so, mega achievers, it'd be like, it's like, they take for granted how kind of psycho they are sometimes. Yeah. So like, yeah, I, and I then you're so. like, how much do you sleep? Four hours. What? What? Like, it's like, like it's, Everybody does that? No, not everybody no, does that, I'm right? Joking, and no, so, I know. I do hibernate though. Like I'll go two or too. three days every now and then. I'm me like, too. nope, I'm not getting out of bed. Yeah. I'm not, you know what? I might brush my teeth if you're lucky. <laughs> 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 I might, you know? So I, I know when I got to shut it down. Yeah. I, I know when I got to shut it down. Okay, but, so, but, but let's just be real here. Yeah. You don't get where you are by hoping and dreaming these things. You can hope and dream them, but you've just flat out busted your tail. And that's let's just be real, everybody, okay? That's the schedule you heard about, plus she's a mother, yes. right? And listen to me on this. If you are in one of these categories we're describing, you're going to have to even do more of this than everybody else. It's yes. another level, right? So accept it. It's just, it's a fact. You need to hear this message. All of the things you've achieved, this is where it gets really good for me because yeah. it's like, well, what really separates you? Yeah. Okay. It's obviously you're brilliant. You're an unbelievable communicator. For someone who doesn't like sales, you said the word sell four times in that last <laughs> sentence. I'll go back and play, but I think it was four plus percent. It'd be like That's, a drinking game. Right. That's selling. So yeah. so you definitely are selling. The interview yeah. is selling too. Yeah. But it's like the schedule's freaky though, It's right? freaky. It's okay. intense. And um, I think it's a matter too, and, and to your point about me being a mom, I had to rethink how I'm a mom. When I first okay. started this, mm. um, um, I was ashamed that I had to bring him with me from time to time. And I serve on a number of boards as well. I was uh, president of the UCLA Alumni Association, so I represent all 500,000 Bruins that um, ever graduated from UCLA. Um, I just finished that term, but while I'm still on that board, I'm now a regent designate for the UC Regents. So the UC Regents is the governing board of all 10 of the UC oh campuses. Gosh. And then I'll be a voting regent next year. Um, I do charity work. So, but I bring him with me. And now he's learning presence. He's learning authority. You he's learning it. he belongs, right? Yeah. I'm still I am still convincing myself, and we're being real, mm -hmm. that I belong. Mm -hmm. There's still times in my mind where I have imposter syndrome and all that other kind of stuff, and mm -hmm. you know, and you got to remember, no, you you belong, girl. You That's you right. you earned this. Like right. you got this. I'm glad you said that. Um, but it's real, and and because society tells you otherwise a lot of yep. times, and yep. people are quick to point out the the, the failures, and and I I've recently adapted to that and said, you know what, I may have failed a task, but that does not make me a failure. God. I does not. That's a task and maybe I didn't meet that goal and you better believe I'm gonna meet it next time. Mm. Doesn't make me a failure. I'm still mm. pretty awesome. Oh that was so good. <laughs> you have to that believe was that. So good. Oh because <laughs> you have to. because you just said something. No one's used that phrase on my show before either too, but I, I suffer from it sometimes. So don't you mean you said imposter syndrome. Yeah. There's this part of I think a lot of us as we're doing well or we're winning, especially those of you that are starting to achieve, yeah. you actually think it's a fluke. Yeah. Or they don't really know who you really are. Yeah. And the fact is I just gave this talk to where I went to college. I went to University of Pacific and played baseball there yeah. and I said, I wish I could have gone back there and someone would have told me, Hey, you're really good. Yeah. You're special you're awesome I just because I didn't know it I yeah. to this day I'm 47 life's gone pretty good I still once in a while mm -hmm. get that imposter syndrome yeah. I'll be driving to a speech and for some reason that one I'm like why do they want to hear from me <laughs> swear <God. laughs> uh, wait that happened on the way here today <laughs> I was like but, I'm 100% sure. So, <laughs> by the way, not only she, she's not only not an imposter.
sister, not only does she belong, but she's achieving. She's part of the 2018 Ebony Power List. So you're on that list with Steph Curry and Venus Williams. And, and so like this, this is so awesome, right? Like and tell them what category you're in too. It's this the, is pretty cool. It's crazy. It's yeah. the MVP category yeah. and they're mostly athletes. And yeah. I was like, what? Mm. This is insane. Like, typically I'm in the woman category because mm. I'm in a women's business. And mm. okay, fine, that's cool. I'm just, if that helps me get the word out, then that's fantastic. Mm. And really, I'm just, I'm beyond, I, you see, I'm stuttering, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I'm a very good presenter until it's, I'm talking yeah. about me. It's um, true. I, I am so humbled at this. And it really is a testament to the Sparks organization, our ownership group, um, to their commitment to making sure that we have a platform Mm -hmm. and now it's being nationally recognized on a number of different you know in in different ways and so um, it's a testament to you so you keep you do this what you said earlier you said all women do but you 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 deflect you deflect uh achievement you deflect a compliment you deflect your um, unbelievable impact you're making and so it is a it is a reflection on them it's a reflection on you thank you they named you right thank and so you. it's it's unreal that you've done it and speaking of that thank we only have a few more minutes left I've re- I'm like I'm enjoying this we're so hear, much we're here all day right? no, like, I, 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 I wish we were because there's no. there is so much that you do unconsciously well that I'd like to bring out of you yeah. so I'm going to make you do this for a second okay so Let's take, right now, is there a player on the Sparks? I think I know who you would say, and I know you don't have a favorite player. Sure. But who, who is sort of the go-to scorer on the team right now? Um, you know, we have a few. Okay. And because, they're, it, again, it's, it's a team. Yeah, right. right. It's, it's team ball. Right. Right? So you have Candace Parker, who's a very versatile player. Yeah. You have Neka Gumake, who's like, she's like a female James Worthy. Yeah. Right? She's a yeah. slicer, yeah. but with ridiculous efficiency. Mm. Right? You have Chelsea Gray that can create a shot out of, like when you think there's no play left, Chelsea Gray creates that shot, mm-hmm. and then you have Elena Beard, who was Defensive Player of the Year. So, wow. so it's yeah. you can't pick a player yeah. because we play team ball on purpose, gotcha. so we have to move that ball around. It just depends on the play and the you know. So let's point. take those four particular yeah. players, yeah. and I'm gonna put, we're gonna put six people in a room. Okay. Magic Johnson. Okay. You. Yeah. And the and the four and players. The four. Okay. What do you have in common? So you're all mega achievers. What yeah. are some of the common traits amongst these people? Um, drive, mm. uh, competitiveness. Everybody wants, and not against each other. Mm-hmm. Just okay. What? True story. Mm-hmm. We'll rewind a little. Championship. So me, Penny, Irvin, we're on the floor, won the championship. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Um, Minnesota Lynx had been dominant for quite some time. We mm-hmm. dethroned them. Yeah. Everybody's going crazy. It's in Minnesota, and. We won. We're on the floor. We hadn't even got the, champ- the trophy yet. Mm. Irma's like, looks at me and Penny, you ready to do it again next year? Right away. Right away. Yeah. Immediately. And I was yeah. like, dang, can I get some champagne <laughs> in my ear first? Like, no. Okay. <laughs> and then we paused and we were like, yeah, yeah let's yeah, do it. Let's yeah, do it. And yeah. we, we got to the finals, but we didn't win. Um, went game five, we, we have a series of five. And so... Um, and it, so it's that competitiveness, that yeah. drive, that, okay, how can I beat myself? Okay, what can I learn today? What's the new thing I can do today? Yeah. And no one will outwork me. All of us are, work, are, are workhorses. I love that. Yeah. That is, by the way, if I were asked that question, that would be my answer. Yeah. My answer would be some freakish drive. Yeah. And which I put competitive as all that are there, and then yeah. you just outwork everybody. Yeah. And that is the common line of the guests on my show that have maxed out. It's yeah. a common guest of the people that have mentored me. I always say, I think in businesses, you definitely, I mean, obviously, the ideas you've created 
uh, even expand the brand of the team. They're brilliant. So you've used your head to do that. But what has separated you is your heart. Yeah. And you win at the end of the day. You have to you have to have the right strategies in business. But you win with your heart and not your head. Ultimately, it's just yeah. outworking everybody. It's your drive. It's yeah. your ambition. Yeah. I think you're amazing. So Thank let's you. talk about the let's talk about the team just for a second and yeah. the league. Just so everybody, I want people to go see the team. Yes. Yes. And so and by the way, so there's a lot of either listeners that are in Southern California, and if you're not, mm-hmm. you're in other parts of the country. Go see, go find go to, out where your local yes. team is, and go see these incredible athletes play. And if you're around the world. Just become engaged in this product because yeah. I think like all brands, this could become a global brand. I'm just yeah. going to tell you right now. So, so why should somebody? It's it's inexpensive. Yeah. And the athletes are incredible. Right. Give me one more reason why somebody should come see a WNBA game, particularly maybe the Sparks. The Sparks are unique. It's a party. We're okay. it's a different sporting in, environment. We have a DJ. We bring and it's LA, right? Yeah. So so we bring in entertainment on timeouts. We have mm. magic moments. We have people performing. Mm. So you have ridiculously amazing basketball, mm. right? It's affordable. It's mm. family friendly, but it's still fun. And literally, mm. people have the greatest time when they come. Yeah, you really believe this? I do. Yeah, you really do. I do. And what I love about it is, as just a sports fan, is I just tell you straightforward. And not everybody listening to this is a sports fan. Yeah. I just think the quality of the sports unbelievable. It I is. just really do. Thank you. It okay, is. so I go all the way back. Okay. You were nine when your mom and dad split. Seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So you're seven years old. And so I go back to that little girl. Uh-huh. I just think it's fascinating just for a second, just to have some perspective, because you're in the middle of doing what you do. Yeah. But if you went back to that, that little girl at that time, there had to be some sense of turmoil going on in your life. All of a yeah. sudden, your daddy's not in the house, and your mom's now got these four girls she's raising. And I'm just picturing this beautiful girl kind of going through her life and just thinking, man, if I could go back there and tell her, do you know how amazing your life's going to be? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people listening to this. I'm proud of you, by the way. Thank you. I'm I'm really happy for you, too. That means a lot. But there's millions of people listening to this who... They're at a point in their life they're like, look, man, I, another thing in my world has been perfect either. I don't come from the perfect family. I don't either, by the yeah. way. But I don't come from a perfect family. Everything in my life right now isn't perfect. Right. You know, I've made some mistakes. I've had a relationship that didn't work out. My business didn't work out. Maybe I didn't get my degree. Maybe I got my degree and I thought that was going to change everything and I don't have my dream yeah. job. Yeah. And so I'm, I get a chance to sit down with Christine Simmons for a cup of coffee for just a couple minutes. Yeah. And I get to ask her, what would your advice be to me to transform my life, to change yeah. my life? What yeah. would be the things you would tell that person if they could ask you? Um, be relentless about reinventing yourself. Mm-hmm. And know that you have the power already. No one has to give it to you. Um, I think women, we suffer from that a bit more um, because we've been put in our place for so long. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so giving someone an opportunity is phenomenal and we're grateful for every opportunity that you give us. And then watch us work, which is actually one of the taglines for, for the WNBA. But, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's true. Watch us work. Watch mm-hmm. what I'll do. You give me the opportunity, watch what I'll do. So, and, and adversity makes you better. When I have a candidate who comes in and I am in, I'm looking to bring someone on, I need a creative solutioner, mm. right? I need someone who's going to figure it out. Mm. I need someone who's got thick skin, yeah. right? So as you achieve, and for those of you, again, back to the glamour versus the grind, mm. 
it's not easy and it's you your circle gets way smaller right and there's more scrutiny and there's more challenges and there's all of these things that you but yet you have to be and seen <laughs> hey no i didn't have a horrible day yesterday you know what i mean like and and so those are the things that but it makes you better yeah. and and in turn that it's energy like we feel, I, I feel yes, like, you know, it's, it's energy yeah. and you have to, and it's hard when you're constantly being kicked and kicked. How do you turn that energy? It's almost like, it's almost like Black Panther when his suit, his suit yeah. kept hitting like they get bullets it hit his bullet. And then that kinetic energy would build up and it would just, wow. Yes. Right. So now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, tell me no. <laughs> well, you know, careful what you do when you tell me no because now I'm going to come back with it a force because and, and you have your moment don't get me wrong you have your moments where you're disappointed or you're like why why did this happen again or why did this not happen again get that have your safe space now let's move on let's go how are we going to how are we going to change it you can't you have to move forward. Yes. Constant forward movement. Relentless. Mm-hmm. I use that word. Relentless. Mm-hmm. All my emails, it says a relentless drive for excellence. Does it really? Yes. Relentless. And people are going to call you crazy. Yeah. People are going to agree. They're not going to understand. They're going to think that you're a raving bee or, you know, in too intense. Yeah. And so you figure out the nuances of it. But stay relentless. Keep reinventing yourself mm. and change the energy. Oh, my gosh. That's good. Because <laughs> I do think, like... I just think energy is influence, and I think it's infectious, too. And that's the thing about you. Like, immediately, I'm talking about, like, within two seconds, your energy is, it's a, it's beautiful. It's attractive, right? It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's connecting. Yeah. And so, and it is difficult to bring that energy when the world is kicking you, but you're absolutely right. You've got to turn that energy around. You've got to get up. You've got to be relentless. Yeah. I love what you talked about reinventing yourself too. Yeah. That version of you right now is producing the results you're getting. You've exactly. got to reinvent and get better. Yeah. I think you are incredible. Oh, feeling like so mutual. Seriously. How intense we are. I'm serious. No, like, really. like, like, like you have been such a joy. Like this you. is amazing. Thank you. So today was wonderful. Thank it's you. so good. I already kind of know they're going to be like, would you bring her back and do just like these <laughs> business questions? I'd love it. But I'm uh, I'm so impressed, and um, thank you for being you. Thank you for breaking down some of these barriers. Thank you for doing this today because I promise you, I know the impact this conversation's had on so many people, thank and you. I can't wait to hear about it. How do people find you though? Like, to, should, we want to help you grow your social yeah. media and grow the Sparks too. Sure. So how can they best find you? So Sparks is la underscore Sparks okay. on all platforms. Um, unapologetically underscore Christine is on Instagram. Uh, CN Simmons on Twitter. Okay, so we need to go, you need to be connected with this woman because I th- feel like you, I think you probably feel like I do. I want to watch even what the future holds for you too. Thank you. And um, it was really an honor to do this with you today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Enjoying it thank so, you. so much. Hey, everybody, we did it again. I brought you out somebody who's maxing out their life and her information today is really going to help so many of you max out your life as well. I hope you enjoyed the program. Spread the word. We're the number one growing program in the world, but more people need to know about this. You're following me on Instagram at Ed Milet. Every day I do the two-minute drill. So when I make a post, every day on my main feed, first two minutes, everybody makes a comment, you're in a drawing. You get coaching calls with my guests, me, gear, books, all kinds of stuff you get from doing that. And if you miss the first two minutes, just comment every day. We pick a winner at the end of the week who commented every day. So please do that. God bless you and max out. This is the Ed Milet Show.